Well, uh, uh, welcome, Tony. Um, I I'm excited you're here. I, I think that uh, everybody talks about visibility like it's a you know new and magical thing. I, I can remember before I bought my first book on Amazon uh, in the in the Wild West days of like you plug your credit card into an unsecured website, order something, and then just like pray for the best. <laughs> I would I would then get my FedEx tracking number. I go type it in, and and I mean th this is 20 years ago. You guys have been doing visibility that long, so. You know, now what is DataWorks? What's new? What, what are you guys doing you know, with, with all that experience and, and man hours you put into this? Yeah, so <clears throat> great to be here today. Um, FedEx DataWorks is our newest operating company at FedEx. Um, over the past, you know, 20, 30 years, we've taken the data that comes out of the physical part of our network. We call it the data that is the exhaust of our physical network. And we've used it for more historical analysis to understand what happened in the past and why did it happen in the past. Um, really trying to change that mindset and how do we stop looking at the historical piece and how do we start to leverage that data to actually predict the future. So DataWorks um, is really focused on leveraging data and digital to, to fundamentally change um, the way that you know we, we interact with our customers and the way that we run our business. So how do we optimize our business and help our customers optimize their supply chains? How do we create better visibility and digitize um, the supply chain itself? And then how do we participate in larger data ecosystems? Because connectivity is really what's going to, I think, continue to bring this industry forward. I, I love that you use the term data exhaust um, or exhaust data. Because when I came to the industry, I was like, oh, yeah, we, we, we're trying to you know, use exhaust data and people are like, why do you want emissions out of the tailpipe? I was like, no, it's, it has a, has a different meaning to data words, uh, to, to data nerds. Uh, so what, what are some of the challenges? I mean, obviously to the customer, it looks like, oh, it's moving. I got a text message. The truck's going to be here at two. Uh, behind the scenes, most of the people here know that it's just a, it's an amalgamation of systems. What, what are some of the challenges you guys have, have bumped into in, in this new journey? Yeah, I mean, I think historically, it was very business rule driven, right? Um, which dramatically lowered the accuracy of it, but made it relatively easier um, to actually predict. Um, what we've done is, is, is really the hardest part is changing the mindset of, you know, in the transportation logistics space, you know, you're 100%, right? Everything has to be 100%. In the data digital world, um, you start with 60% and you iterate over time. You get a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. As we've moved into, um, you know, data science and machine learning to actually start to help us get much more proactive and predictive, um, we've really had to learn that muscle. And we implemented something at FedEx DataWorks called our six by six by six methodology. Every idea gets to live for six days. Um, then it hits a phase gate and says, what value is it going to create? Because at the end of the day, uh, technology is the enabler. It, it's, you know, we're, we're trying to create business value here for our company as well as for our customers. Um, if, it, if it gets past the six day phase gate, it gets to live for six more weeks. And then at that point, we've POC'd it with a customer, with an internal operator. We've proven out that it can actually create that value. And then you take it to six months. Previously, it was longer term um, value delivery across an 18 to 24 months. And then you big bang and hope it works. Um, this methodology, you know, in, in machine learning, when you're training models and you're continuously flowing in new data sets to understand if your parameters can potentially impact the accuracy and get it as close to as 100% accurate as possible, it is a very iterative process. And I would say that muscle and changing that muscle has been pretty challenging. Um, but, you know, the, the good news is once you start getting into that methodology, both your, your team members um, and your customers start to really understand the value of get it within a month or two, use it, give feedback, iterate on it, and you actually get to that efficacy much faster um, than trying to do it all in one big fail swoop. Yeah, I, I, I'm all about the iterative method. We do a lot of the same at Freight Waves is, is try to, you know, figure out if something can, can uh, if it has legs or not. Um, 
So, so you know, I think if somebody, you know, if you can convince all these people to to just use FedEx freight and then use the ground, then you can use Express for final mile. It's all in your network. Yeah, that's super easy. But the real world never seems to work that way. Uh, so, so what, what about um, what, what about partnerships? How do you how do you work with some of the other parties? Because it's unlikely you're ever going to have a customer that just says take all my freight, take all my data. Just, just Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's, it's a, it's another piece that outside of transportation logistics, open data ecosystems has been a thing for quite some time. It's growing for sure. Um, yeah. And I think um, we're really trying to push, how do we actually participate in those larger data ecosystems where our customers already are? Um, to your point, whether that's because they're multi-carrier or it's because they're fully integrated into another platform, trying to convince them to to come to one, to your place, sometimes works depending on the relationship. Sometimes it doesn't. So a lot of our partnerships have been focused on how do we take the capabilities um, that we've built and how do we integrate it to where our customers already are? And that's oftentimes, especially in the e-commerce space, um, fully integrated into other technologies and other platforms. So I have an entire organization that does nothing but connectors, right? How are we connecting these capabilities um, so that we put it closer to the customer and we lower the barrier to entry to take advantage of some of the optimization algorithms, um, some of the predictive analytics, and and certainly the more proactive visibility capabilities that we've been building. What What is the, behind the scenes, what are we doing here? You're talking about predictive analytics and machine learning. What what are some real world examples of of, of early wins and, and and yeah when you save the day? Yeah, thanks. So uh, early on, um, a couple of years ago, when before DataWorks was even, we called it Skunkworks at the time. Um, it was just a small group of people that we had pulled out of the enterprise and said, "Hey, let's go figure out what we can do with this data and see if we can make a difference beyond just historical analysis." Um, we, we said, hey, we've got to get to the point where we're starting to predict risk on packages. And then how can we proactively communicate that to our customers um, so that they can make decisions, right? The package, there's a 30 to 40% chance that the package might not be delivered on its original estimated date means something different for healthcare than it does, you know, commodity delivery. And so we really set out on creating, and it's a product that we've released now. It's our first SaaS-based product that we've released in the market a, a little over a year ago called FedEx Surround. And it is an advanced visibility and prediction platform. So we are running algorithms on every single package that runs through the network every single day throughout its life cycle. And we're predicting the probability of it being delivered on the date that we that we estimated. The the interesting part is we're running that and training it on, you know, tens of billions of, of previous records. And we understand how the network works itself. Sure. So we have something called a package fingerprint that is the model of the underlying network. And if, as packages traverse through, um, we have three tiers of machine learning that's constantly running, looking at external factors like weather and traffic, internal factors like potential network congestion, obviously through the pandemic when um, labor was a challenge, what's going to potentially be impacted there. And then instead of saying, hey, sorry, we didn't get there. How can I a day or two before help my customers know, hey, we there could be a problem. What can you do to mitigate? And then we've taken it to the next level on something we call our uh, medical service tower, which is how do we actually intervene to get packages back on track? Um, it was, I'll give you one example. It was really impactful. We were going into beta uh, with some customers uh, in the in the exact same time when the the vaccines um, came out, and and sure. we were they, they might have you know taken priority over a little some bit of, of priority. Yeah. So we actually called the customers; they were very understanding, and said, uh, "We said, hey, we're going to pivot this tool, and we're actually going to fully implement it within our own operations teams, and we're going to specialize in every single vaccine. Um, we're going to run through this, and um, the efficacy of those vaccines, based on the 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 crisis that the country was in and and the world actually, because we we actually implemented this globally as well." 
um, that advanced visibility allowed us to deliver with with near perfection, um, something that was obviously pretty critical to the world. And then that became honestly the the use case for this can be way bigger than we thought it potentially could have been. Um, yeah, and yeah. Today, and, and, and I mean, they had really cold storage requirements too. So I mean, not only is it it needs to be there on time, there's there's a lot of other uh, service level criteria that you're monitoring. And that's where the that's the interesting part on where the proactive nature. It's not just always expediting and get right. it there when you wanted it to. It could be put more dry ice in, right? Yeah. So the shelf was not great. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was you know, a, a pretty good feeling to be able to be a part of that. And secondly, it proved out uh, to be, like I said, we, we thought this had big opportunities. It's, it's even scaled larger than we thought it could have. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. And, and, and when you can combine, you know, your, your passion, which is data and, and solving problems with something that's actually helping people, that's, that's got to be super rewarding, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you get that call, when we got the call, knowing how many we were going to get, and we know the specialized team that, that we have, you know, to look at the, the, the high value and or the really time critical shipments as they traverse through the network, um, the number of vaccines was, was higher than what we had really ever seen. We would need to monitor. And yeah. in that time period, you know, you can't staff up necessarily that fast, right? Like go hire 300 people and, and, and get them trained up and ready. <laughs> By the way, they'll be here the next Thursday, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. So it was sometimes you, you leverage the crisis um, and it can push you through and, and make you what would have been an uncomfortable situation on rolling this out and being so reliant upon it was like, we've got to. And we utilize that and we've iterated on that product um, significantly. And it looks pretty different today than it did back then. Yeah. And like I said, it's serving such broad use cases now. Uh, we're pretty excited about it. That's that's fantastic. Um, what do you see? So, so there's a lot of visibility out there today. But what do you see that's maybe kind of on, on the bleeding edge or it's, it's nice to have today, but, but you think it's going to be table stakes in the future? Yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, 50 years ago when um, our chairman and, and founder Fred Smith started FedEx, um, as you mentioned, package tracking was his, his thought process, right? We've got to be able to give people the ability to track packages. And I think if you look at the what's expedited over the last 10 years of, of package visibility, it used to be um, you would log on to a website of any carrier and it would show you where it was, right? And you could see the life cycle of where it had been. Um, and, you know, that's great, I guess, if you understand networks. Um, and then if you think about logistics and the the small, mediums and the large companies, you know, FedEx is a hub and spoke, but everybody operates kind of differently. So how would you even know? Am I, is it good that yeah. it's in Indianapolis? <laughs> I've, I've watched I mine worried? go from, uh, you know, an hour away to six hours away. And then, yeah, the hub and spoke always. They're, uh, they're slingshotting there, my but, Yeah, it's like it just went right past <laughs> me to go north and then come back. I mean, the reality there is knowing where it is is no longer good enough. Right. Right. Um, you need to know and have a high probability on when it's going to be there. And that's both on the consumer side. Um, and the recipient side as well as the shipper side. Um, and so I think kind of what I mentioned earlier, the predictive and the proactive nature is going to be table stakes. Yeah. Don't just tell me where it was and where it is now. Um, give what I really need to know is, is that costume going to be here by Halloween? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I don't or, care what city or, it's in. Or, Yeah. Or do I need to go out and, and buy one maybe that I wasn't hoping yeah. for, but at least to have something so we're, I don't show up without a costume. going to Spirit Halloween. Here That's right. So... <laughs> Um, that that proactive and predictive. And then I'll say also, I think the ability for intervention is going to become even more important. Um, yeah. How do we ensure that if you can get greater visibility earlier on that there's a potential problem, your ability to intervene and actually um, remediate is so much greater. Um, I think tools of the past, again, 
you you would know that you missed it when yep. it got there. You say, oh, it was 20 hours later than it was supposed to be here. I need to say, hey, I should have left here 10 minutes ago yeah. and I didn't. And so the likelihood of me getting to that waypoint is lower. And that's the where the risk probability and predictions come in. And that's where data and and, and advanced machine learning has really come into play to say, um, how can I get earlier indications so that I can make better decisions? I, I'm pretty confident that we're right at the precipice of that is going to be an expectation on the shipper as well as the recipient, uh, on the payer as well as the the consumer side. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, ultimately, it is about extending that time period at which you say my confidence of on time has dropped to 60 percent. It's time to do an intervention. I mean, that you're, you're expanding that time frame from, you know, an hour before delivery. Yeah. I mean, our, our goal and what we really judge ourselves on is how do I go from an hour to a day? Totally. Right? If I have a day, I can make some different decisions. And then the last thing I'll say is in this space, we can get so much smarter about how we decide pre-injection into anybody's network. I think yeah. that the upstream, both on the optimization side, how do I leverage these vast set of networks, um, whether it's for speed, whether it's for cost, whether it's a combination of the two. Um, we have some pretty exciting products that we're in market now with a couple of customers that helps them better utilize um, the network. Yeah, right? so they can turn the dials on, on Correct. speed versus and, cost. And, and, you know, predictive predictive weather is a great example. Um, you know, what is my, if I, am I going to, we look a lot at origin and destination, but those packages move through a lot of space in between, right? And right. so how do I say I can inject here today um, and it's going to go this route, but there's there's weather on that path, or I can choose a different service, or I can inject tomorrow, and it can still be there within my time period, but it's going to move a different route, and I'm going to avoid that weather. Um, I think that you know we're going to we're getting smarter and smarter and leveraging data and some of these tools. We're going to help people make better decisions up front, which is going to decrease the challenges once they enter these complex networks, and then once they're in these complex networks, and and still likely on a very small percentage have some challenges. Um, how do we get predictive, proactive, so that we can still hopefully um, save that or make better decisions if we need to. Good deal. Well, well as, as a as a data and, and kind of predictive guy myself, I, I know that history is so important and there's not, I, I don't know of anybody who's who's been tracking things as long as you guys. So that, that's really exciting. And um, we, we really appreciate you guys being here. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. And we look forward to seeing where everybody awesome. takes this. Thanks so much. Appreciate it.